Hello, and welcome into episode 361 of Girls Beer Sports, a conversation with girls about beer and sports and whatever else, because it's our show and we do what we want. I'm Carrie. I'm Carrie. <laughs> Are you? I think I am. Well, I'm at uh, I'm at Stanley Manor Studios today, so yes, yeah, I don't know that would make you carry. It, it would, yeah, but yes. You're to, sitting in the carry seat. I am sitting in the carry seat, mm-hmm. uh, but to my right is Sarah. Hello, hello. I'm here sitting in the yes. Sarah seat. Apparently, yes, you are, and mm-hmm. uh, she is back from her grand tour of the western part of the Commonwealth. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Lauren. It's still there. It didn't blow away. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah. Unlike parts of Lexington. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I was going to get to. Um, that's what my brain got blown away on Friday. That's why yes. I couldn't pronounce my own name. Um. <laughs> yes, it swept everything clean. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, it is Smarch. Yes. Or March for those people who, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know why you would call it March at this point. Yeah. I, I just, it's Smarch, period. This end is of, true. End of story, right? It is some lousy Smarch weather. Oh, and boy, was it. Yeah, well, sure was. came in like a lion, as they say. That's what I was going to say. That's the saying, right? In like a lion, out like a lamb for yeah. March mm-hmm. or whatever, Smarch. And that was some lousy Smarch weather, let me tell you. Yeah, and it, was it wasn't even snow this time. Nope, no, no. ice, no snow. Straight not, line winds. Not even really <laughs> rain. I mean, it rained, but yeah. the, the wind happened when it was all sunny out yeah the wind was definitely the most dramatic part of it, it totally the rain was. was just your standard sort of you know spring yeah. rainstorm but mm. it was the yes tornadic like winds it was weird it was totally weird so yeah we sur- we survived the three of us survived yep. and i mean I, I don't think nobody I, everybody that i know is okay and everything yeah. like that i mean obviously yeah. there's damage in parts of the city there's people out there uh as of recording this at two o'clock on sunday uh march march the 5th uh, that still don't have power. Smart. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a oh, that's a fifteen. Wow, that's, mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. right. Ten days out. From yeah, from the from the, the eyes of smart. Yeah. <laughs> so there's still people out there that don't have power. Um, you know, it's it really is reminiscent. And I know Lauren was here during this period of time, yep. and Sarah was not. Sarah was in. I guess you were still in London in yeah. 03. But this is very reminiscent to me of the 03 ice storm. Yes. That we had here in yeah. Lexington. Lots of damage, lots of tree damage. And tons of power outages. Tons of power outages. Yeah. Which, the, similar to this, but, you know, we, we, the roads here, obviously, even though you might have some tree debris, you can still, you know, get out and There's still some lights do out. things. But yeah, yeah, there's definitely still power out. People still had, like, significant damage to, like, their property and... You know, especially like public spaces too. Like the trees are really screwed up. Public, you know, Mm -hmm. parks are closed. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I was surprised. I went out yesterday on a morning run just to kind of assess neighborhood damage or whatever. And uh, I only saw a couple of trees in our neighborhood down. I was really surprised because our neighborhood has a lot of trees, Mm -hmm. like a ton of trees. As does ours. And uh, we got lucky at the fort. Really, the only damage that we sustained was to the fortifications of the fort. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. Part of the back fence blew over. But, you know, it is. it didn't, nobody got hurt or anything. And bacon doesn't even go all the way back there anyway. So it's it's just laying there on the ground. At least it blew over on our side. So you didn't have to, like, flip it over onto your side of the property I, I did have to flip a piece of it over i did have to go out there and flip a piece of it oh because i was like i just put it back over on yeah my pro- we also property. had to go back and take care of our fence during the storm mm. because our fence in the back also fell over in the wind it snapped the support posts and it was teetering into crushing all of my landscape that 
landscaping that no not only was it a lot of hard work but it's also quite costly to put mm-hmm. in yeah. landscaping yeah. so it was going to crush it and kill it so we had to during the storm and the winds and the lashing rain run out with a drill and some boards and get the fence Short to stand up. back yeah. up yeah and it's still you know standing in all its glory all propped up but we're gonna have to we're yeah. gonna have to replace mm. oh. yeah that sucks Sarah, you don't have a yard, so. <laughs> no, I did have like a like a table with an umbrella in it that I was kind of concerned about. That I was worried that I would come home from work and it would be like torpedoed into the side of somebody's <laughs> house. But oddly enough, it was uh, like screwed into its little base pretty tightly, and the the base was holding its own. So we, I got through that, but I didn't have any kind of damage. And I didn't lose power. I got really lucky. Yeah, we like, we got lucky too. We didn't yeah, lose power I have or anything. A friend yeah. that still doesn't have power Mm -hmm. and their whole neighborhood like giant trees that were just literally uprooted and are laying across roads like yeah they're having to have like emergency crews cut through their neighborhood because main roads are blocked off by trees yeah it's a mess it's crazy it it hasn't been like this since oh three the oh three ice storm in my opinion yeah that Um, one was definitely in terms of power and trees down yeah Apparently, a bunch of schools, they don't know when they'll be able to get power back to all the schools. Yeah, it I was wondering like, if they're going to call off for tomorrow or I'm going to guess they are. There's we'll like over see. a dozen of them that don't have power since like yesterday. Yeah, it was it was just crazy. And so, you know, I hope uh, everybody out there listening, you know, hope nobody had s- sustained significant damage. Or yeah. Anything like that. And if you, di- if you did lose your power, I hope as of listening to this, uh, whenever you are, that you do have it now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope you didn't have anything too tasty in the fridge. Yeah. Well. yeah. I did just have a friend text and say that they're about to exceed their salary and grocery bills mm. now that their power is back on. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Replacing yeah. all the spoiled food. Yeah. I was like, yikes. I just don't keep a lot of stuff in your fridge. Like me. Um, <laughs> I would not be out that there much money. Although I will say Lauren did send a picture of a bunch of all kinds of trucks that are yes. coming from the western part of the country. They were. They were in full force just caravan after caravan of bucket trucks um yeah from some of them said oklahoma missouri illinois we saw them from all over like barreling down the interstate on their way to the side of the the commonwealth so how was the western part of the state it really wasn't too bad like i said i i think it probably got less damage than here overall but i mean there was still you know driving along the interstate you would occasionally see like a shed that had been like turned over and then impaled onto a tree oh so or like you know a barn that had had its mm-hmm. roof ripped off right um but then you would just you know see like you know little signs and stuff that hadn't been touched and things yeah. like that yeah it's, so cr- it's, it's very uneven the damage it, it's just, and it's almost like you know because those were some like borderline hurt Hurricane force winds at some point, yeah. I think, right? I mean, there was all the makings for tornadoes. Yeah, we sustained, I think, sustained yeah. like 76 miles per hour at some point. Yeah. So, but it's just like anything else. Like, it's really crazy how, you know, it'll affect one house, but skip a house or, you know, it's yeah. just weird how that happens. Yeah, one neighborhood, it lays every tree down. Yeah, and, the and then the other neighborhood, like, you know, yeah. it turns over one trash can. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's so random. Yep. It seems like it shouldn't be because if it's all this wind that's hitting this area at once, it yeah. shouldn't be that random. Wind is, wind seems big. Wind, <laughs> right? wind seems big. Yeah. Wind, <laughs> wind does seem big. <laughs> <laughs> it 
<laughs> seems like it would, you know, yeah, cover yeah. a big area evenly. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> but no, I, I really do. I hope that you know that everybody is okay out there. Yeah. You know, in listening land and everything. So for sure, yep. And you know, we'll get through it just like we do any, everything else, I guess. Yeah. Yep. With beer. With beer. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes, with beer. But and we're not gonna get to what we're drinking just yet. It's too early in the show. We're only eight minutes in. Oh dang. <laughs> oh, wow. Time flies. Yeah, so it's also tourney time. Yeah. Smarch is also tourney time. Yes. Right. Yeah, and yeah, we uh, have a tourney to right around at the right time. I tell you what, ooh, good, good uh, I like that. That's that's, that's pretty good. Punny. Ha <laughs> ha. So yeah, UK. Um, they're they're in. They're a hundred percent in. Yeah. There's no doubt in anybody's mind now that they're they're not. You know that they're going to be in the tournament in yeah. the field of what is it now? Sixty eight, seventy two. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. But whatever the field is, they're going to be in it. Yes. Yeah. Now it's going to be interesting to see what team shows up to this tournament. <laughs> um, hmm. It could be the team that. Had no energy, looked like garbage, and lost to a not very good Vandy team at home on le- on Wednesday. Yeah. Or it could be the team that came out and punched Arkansas right in the face. Yeah. And almost all their players fouled out. Yeah. And we didn't have a point guard. And we didn't have a point guard or anything and ended oh. up going into Bud Walton Arena and winning the damn game. Yeah. By quite a bit. Yeah. To a very, uh, very noisy and unhappy crowd. Yes. Too. Yes. One of the they, more physical games I've seen in all long. Oh, for sure. And so, but who knows? Who knows which team is going to show up? There are no, nine. They're very inconsistent. They are. There are team inconsistency, I think, is <laughs> what we need to yes, call them. I believe people are trying to call them the unpredictables. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. That's, that man. just seems mean, honestly. Yeah. I like team inconsistent. At least that conveys like what exactly they are. Yes. Right. Is it, in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but yeah, I, there there are nine games, including the SEC tournament. So there's three. Those they got the double buy in the SEC tournament. So Friday. they could, could potentially play three games in the SEC tournament, and then there are six games that make up the 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 NCAA tournament. Right. Yeah. And so. It's people are like, oh well, how many games in the tournament, including the SEC, do you think they're going to win? They could win two. They could win zero. (laughs) They could win six. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's hard to it's it's hard to even begin to predict because just when you think that they've turned around Mm -hmm. and they're going to really start like nobody wants to see them in any tournament scenario, Mm -hmm. then they they lay an egg against Vandy at home on Senior Night. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, an odd team for sure. It's a very odd team. So we shall see. And then, of course, you know, all the um, the the uh, lesser tier tournaments are going on now, too. Mm-hmm. Got the, the A-Sun, which, unfortunately, EKU did not make it through to the championship game. Aww. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Uh, what else is going on? OVC? Um, I don't the know. The women just had their tournament for the SEC. Yeah. Championship today? I think it's today, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Tennessee and South Carolina. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's tournament time. Yay. Yep. I guess people are excited. I guess I'm excited. I mean, we sound like we're excited. Yeah. Eh. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> again, it's hard to get excited because it's so unpredictable. Like, yeah. if they were playing like they did, you know, at against Arkansas, like that would be an exciting games to exciting games to watch, you know, that they're actually, you know, putting up a fight and right. doing something. Yeah. But like you just don't know if you're gonna just watch a team just like 
flounder and like shrink into themselves and die on the court like <laughs> yeah. who wants to watch that nobody wants to see this that's a hundred percent lauren you're exactly yeah. right with that yeah. statement yeah, like you don't like yeah you want to i want to see the team everybody wants to see the team yeah that punched arkansas in the face yeah right i don't want to see the team that's just like oh we can't do yeah, it today yeah. it's I, too hard i don't want to see <laughs> the team that misses 12 threes in a row and then instead of trying to go to another kind of shot they just keep jacking up three thinking that it'll go in because i know that that's a philosophy people have but it's not a philosophy that i have yeah like if if it ain't working for you go to something else yeah and 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 then and then you know in that case you've got antonio reeves who had i don't know what 38 points points yesterday yesterday by himself right which is insane but against vandy he didn't do anything like two points (laughs) yeah (laughs) right so there's that extreme too so if reeves is is on fire and just just three 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 all you know and Mm -hmm. just any shot that he throws up is going in that's you know we're probably going to win but if he's not and he is ice cold there's a good chance we're going to lose <laughs> yeah and then there's just nothing to watch and you and know the, you feel like a dumbass for getting excited about it it just feels like there's no in between with this team yeah. you know it's it's one extreme or the other yeah yeah it really is and that game on friday you know it's not gonna start till 10 oh god yeah cool. and Easily. i will have already been asleep for an hour right yeah yeah so i don't know so we'll i we'll see and you know we'll be talking about it next week i'm i'm sure um so before we get to what we're drinking really quickly you know this is a show about beer and we have in past talked about beer like stories yes um we haven't done so much in the last i don't know it's been a while since we've had a good beer story to talk about yeah but i got one for y'all this week beer tales beer tales (laughs) (laughs) i love that show yeah did y'all ever play the nintendo game yes so hard it was good though oh my god it was so hard game. it was a good game though but it was hard yes, it, was, it was one of the more difficult nintendo games out there that really show is one of the reasons i have disney plus so oh nice. okay yeah loved me it's some right. ducktales so you all have heard of chat gpt right mm-hmm. yeah i mean you haven't been living under that far under a rock right mm-hmm. no <laughs> have you all used it at all no no lauren uh i think kyle was playing with it one day and i was like vicariously watching him uh mess with it but yeah I, I am. I've seen it in action. Okay, so if you don't know what Chat GB, Chat GPT is, um, and I'm really surprised if you don't, but it is a it is an artificial intelligence program that you ask it questions or ask it to do things for you, like yeah. write write me a paper on the you know the the french revolution oh, that's right i was asking it to write crazy screenplays okay. that's what i was doing i remember yeah. now or yes. pe- people were using it to like write lyrics in the style of you know such and such band or so, like the rolling stones or whatever and see what it comes up with right yeah and people are kind of freaking out about it people in the academic world are really freaking out about it because of the the possible cheating implications yeah. right yeah. apparently yes. this chat gpt has like taken a, a business entrance exam or something to some uh, I don't remember what the school was, but like passed it oh, no. <laughs> without a problem. Mm. Um, so yeah, and and the the place where I work, um, 
they have like faculty seminars and things like that, and they put them out in the the daily newsletter. Yeah, and a lot of them have been geared toward let's talk about Chat GPT. <laughs> let's <laughs> figure out what to do about <laughs> exactly. <this. laughs> no, seriously, yeah, for real. So you know, it was going to come to this because people were asking it to do all kinds of things, yeah. right? And so Atwater Brewery, which is in Detroit actually asked it to come up with a recipe for an American IPA. And it did. And they made it. Oh. Yeah. So the story is from the Daily Mail. And it's kind of a long story. So I'm only going to kind of read you the recipe that the... the, the the chat bot. yeah the bot the ai whatever you want to call it kind of came up with so and they're calling it ai ipa so artificial intelligence ipa I figured although i think gpt ipa would also yeah. be fun oh i like that gpt ipa gpt ipa that's fun to say yeah, it is. <laughs> all right so the brewer asked chat gpt can you brew me an american ipa using centennial citra amarillo amarillo and melon hops chat gpt response here is a recipe for a 20 barrel batch of american ipa using centennial citra amarillo and melon hops so it lists the ingredients 2,800 pounds of pale malt, 400 pounds Munich malt, 400 pounds wheat malt, 60 pounds dextrose, 3 pounds Centennial hops, 2 pounds Citra, 2 pounds Amarillo, 1 pound melon, 1 pound Centennial. Uh, Okay, so there's some other, like it gives Whirlpool and dry hop and things like that to do. Yeah, some more technical stuff. So like it got into the nitty gritty. It didn't just just skim the surface here. And then American ale yeast. Procedures. Mash the pale malt, Munich malt, and wheat, and it gives specific temperature, it gives times, and it gives all the basic steps. Wow, and they didn't even ask that specific of a question. No. They just said, Give me the give me the recipe of how to do it. So this this thing broke it down to like extremely you know, like it, it literally gave them what they were asking for yeah. without them having to like be super specific. Like at the very end, it even says transfer the beer to a bright tank or keg and allow it to carbonate and condition for an additional seven to 14 days before serving. Hmm. Like that's how specific it got. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And they didn't even like have to tell it. We are a brewer of beer. Right. We are trying to brew a beer. They didn't have to give it any like parameters or anything. No. Uh-uh. Nope. They just said, we want to brew a beer in this style with these hops. Crazy. And it spit out a... like A viable recipe super, and procedure. Super detailed directions. So, let's see. So, yeah. This is this is how the robots replace us, everybody. Skynet. Right? Skynet is a coming. <laughs> so, the brewer said feedback about AI IPA so far has been positive, even though it ranks higher on the IBU scale than its other beers. 65 out of 120. He said it tasted more bitter and had higher IBUs than IPAs we usually tend to make. It's more of a West Coast style IPA. So, maybe it didn't hit it exactly how they wanted it. Right. But it sounds like it came pretty close. I mean, it sounds like it came up with something at least palatable. Right. Or like somebody would think it's drinkable out there, even if it isn't, you know, yeah. their I, mainstream. I like that they just went ahead and brewed it, like it said, too. Like, and then it came out well. Yeah. Like, that's pretty fun. Yeah. I kind of want to try it now. Right? <laughs> you know, for brewing beer and such. Like, yeah. I do. Yes. All the beer I brew. Oh, yeah. All the I mean, beer. I bet you could have it, like, write you a recipe, like, for dinner. Just be like, I hey, thought about trying to do Chappy that, yeah. tea. These are the ingredients I have. Make yes. dinner. 
Yeah. Yeah. What can you make with craft singles? And <laughs> with craft a bag singles, of lettuce. A, a bag of droopy lettuce and a bottle of ketchup. Yeah. Chat GBT. I have my power when I've been out for five days, and I need to use this. What can I do? Please help me. Help me. Please help. Um, before all my food goes bad. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, you could. I, I wonder how this would do with like a like bourbon. Like how it would tell you like you know to, to make bourbon yeah. or whatever, or like to have it make cocktails for you. Tell it to make you an original cocktail. I've, heur- I've heard of that. Like oh, people are fun. using it to do that. But this is the first I've heard of it being used like for beer. Yeah. yeah. But Very I would. Cool. I would totally try it. I'd try the beer. Oh yeah, I would totally try that beer. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the fact that it gave that detailed like to break down. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually. And in a matter of like minutes too. Like yeah. when they asked it. it oh was yeah. Whenever like, I asked it to like make a screenplay, mm-hmm. like it crapped out like an entire screenplay right. in like 30 seconds. <laughs> like it just pops on the screen yeah. like Was it that. any good? I mean, it, I gave it an insane pr- uh, premise. But the, you know and, what? But, but it was like a real screenplay format and everything. It can't be any worse nice. than the crap that's coming out of Hollywood now. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it had something to do with a carnivorous plant living on Mars and killing astronauts or something. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like a little shop of horrors. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah. C- civil yeah. little shop of horrors in space. In but space. it really did. Okay. Make, All right. So yeah, I thought that was interesting and I just thought I'd bring that to the attention of the group for the betterment of your knowledge before yes. we get to what we're drinking. So we'll be prepared for whenever the robots take over. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So you will know that they Robots. they are able to make beer. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that, what what are we drinking today? Ooh, I've got. Ooh, speaking of space, I've ooh. got a space pixels smoothie style sour ale with cherry, mango, and pineapple from Sky Gazer Brewing Company. So that's pretty cool. It's a six percent. But uh, yes, that is the extent of my uh, beer. It doesn't have a lot of writing on it this time. So. Yeah. Well, I've also got something. Yours sounds like a a nice kind of spring beverage, I think. And I've, I've got something that I think is a pretty good spring beverage, too. This is Taft Brewing Company. They're Nellie's Orange Creamsicle Ale. Pretty sure we've had this one on the podcast before, but I like this one. I've had it before in other places. Um, and it's something that I like. And after, you know, having a weekend visiting family... And if you've ever, you know, had out-of-town family that you need to go visit, you are probably aware that whenever you're visiting them, you're at the whims of what they like to eat mm. and the kind of food they keep in their house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it might not necessarily be within your tastes. So I needed something tasty and delicious, and I thought that this was going to serve. I hope that I'm right. This is a 4.8 ABV. Um, and yeah, it does not have a whole lot of writing on this here can, but it is a nice orange and cream colored can indicating to me some delicious, uh, flavors reminiscent of the dreamsicle treat. Well, there you go. I love, I love me a good dream, dreamsicle. Oh yeah. It's one of my favorites. They're the best. Delicious. So the, uh, Sharon beer this week comes to us from, and I cannot remember where this comes from. Um, uh, where, oh, where has my beer come from? Oh, where, oh, where could it be? Evil twin. <laughs> I knew that. 
like I knew that this was the Evil Twin product. Um, so yeah, this is from Evil Twin, and this is their Imperial Donut Break. I feel like we've had one of their donut breaks we before, have. but yeah. we haven't had the Imperial one. We have not. Yes. So this is Imperial Porter with coffee, vanilla, almonds, and donuts added. So. Uh, Sarah, have you? I'm sorry, I didn't realize there was almonds oh, in this. Okay. Um, so if you do not want to drink yours, oh, I'm good. Feel free. Okay, I've been drinking it and I'm You're still okay. alive. Okay, I'm. I'm. I really apologize. I do no, apologize for that. It's not an allergy thing. It's okay. A- it's a digestive thing. Ah, uh, gotcha. So we'll see how I'm. Well, and you, you don't you don't have a lot there in your glass <laughs> no, I think either. We're so fine. okay, I'm not worried. About um, it. But there are donuts in this too. I did. and you will see this this beer actually plays along to a uh, topic we have on take it or leave it Ooh. this week. So you will see how donuts. that that ties mm. in, right? Yeah. So um, I should be more cognizant of reading ingredients on cans. It's so, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Poisoner. <laughs> All right. So wow. the beer, the beer that is in the Stuart Rice Houndstooth Memorial Glass today, is from Abomination Brewing, and this is their Endless Depths. And this is something that I normally probably wouldn't drink; like it wouldn't mm. be a first choice for me. But I found this interesting, and I also thought the can art was super cool. The can art's great, right? It's like um, a, a printmaking, yeah, uh, like a lithograph kind of look to it. It is. It's in. It's very uh, HP Lovecraftian. It is. Yeah, yeah I love very it. much. So. Super Lovecraftian there. But the color on this beer is really is. It opaque. It's it's. I don't want to call it's it almost grapefruity. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to call it. It's hazy, but it's not an IPA. No, it's actually a goza. Oh, oh with starfruit, tangerine, blackberry, and black lava sea salt. Black lava mm-hmm. sea salt. Yeah. <laughs> so not not. Yeah, you know, I like gozas, but it's not like my kind of my first choice. It's not your goza too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it does. It's it tastes very grapefruity. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I'll give definitely looks very grapefruity. Yeah, I'll give in the in the uh, and it glass. doesn't have any grapefruit in it. Um, and I have no idea what star fruit tastes like. So I know what it looks like. I have had it before. It doesn't taste like much actually. Yeah, no, I've also like, had it and was like, I don't know what to think because yeah. I always see it in Kroger. But it's one of those fruits is like, who buys this, mm. right? <laughs> Five year olds who <laughs> want to eat weird fruit from I the guess. grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. It was but, a uh, Sylvia pick whenever uh, we ate it. Ah, uh, okay. How, yeah. Like, did you peel it? How does that work? Uh, I don't know if we ate it correctly, but it didn't kill us, so I assume not. But uh, yeah, we ate the the waxy outside of it. We just kind of sliced it up, and yeah, it sort of tastes like kiwi, I guess. Okay, kiwi-esque. Kiwi-esque. Did it have seeds in it? Uh, I think it had very small translucency seeds, if I'm remembering correctly. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, like I said, it's one of those things. But it was a very mild flavor. Okay. It was... Basically, like eating water that had been waved in front of a strawberry. Weird, hmm. like just a waft. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like you sprayed strawberry, strawberry. perfume and like wafted yeah. it through. Oh, it. a strawberry. Yes, essence. Essence of strawberry. Yeah. Okay, so good deal. That's what that's what we're drinking today. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not give a huge. Congratulations and shout outs to the UK hockey team. Really proud of these guys. Um, they actually got an invite to the ACHA National Championships in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, cool. They haven't been to the Nationals um, since 07 08 season. 
Wow. <laughs> it's it's been a while and you know we we've had coach program on this show it's been yes. been way back you know when lee was still on here her and i went to a hockey game and we got to do the um the fire extinguisher yeah. for the, in, the the entrance of the hockey team and everything which was super fun and you know i, I can't say enough about coach program he's a really great guy yeah. and he's like I know that program, they had fallen on some hard times before he came in and he came in and he just coaches because he loves to coach hockey, mm-hmm. right? He is not getting paid some big time, big bucks salary or anything like that. I'm pretty sure he still has a day job. Yeah. Uh, you know, his son helps him out with coaching is like yep. an assistant coach. Um, you know, all the players, they're not getting any kind of big time scholarships or anything like that. They're playing because they the love, love to play hockey. You know, they have a great following. I know the crowds for their games have just been tremendous. Um, I really wish their games were right. earlier so I could take some yeah. of the ones. No, no, I yeah. know she, she would, would love Oh, it. she would go yeah, crazy. I want to go too, but I've never been either. But because they get no university funding whatsoever in any capacity, they are having to raise the money to go on this trip themselves. Oh, no. And it's pretty expensive. Um, I know, I think they have to leave on the 15th. So this podcast, uh, actually, you will have time. Yeah. But before, you should, you should, you should still have some time to donate by the time you hear this because I think. They yeah. leave. They have to leave on the fifteenth. So listen to this and then get on it. So go. They have. It. They have a GoFundMe set up where you can donate. You can donate. You know, a dollar. Uh, they do have some donation points where you get like shirts and uh, I think uh, like they're giving uh, out uh, UK hockey uh, toboggans or whatever oh, nice. at a certain price oh, point fun. for donations and yeah, stuff like that. that so uh, yeah, if you can go help them out. Great group. Again, they get no funding from the university. Yeah. None. As someone who played club sports in college, too, I totally get that to raise all your own money and pay your own gas. And if you're going to stay somewhere, you got to pay for that, too. So right. That, that adds up pretty quickly. Yeah. So. And they absolutely deserve to go to this. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, just, I really can't say enough about um, you know what Coach Program has done for that team and all those guys uh, that, that play and stuff like that. So, yeah. So... Go out and support UK hockey. Yeah. It's well worth it, for sure. And yes. you know, we would hope that that would that the championship would be on television. I'm sure it's probably going to be on the internet somewhere. Yeah, be able to find it if you wanted to watch. Yeah, but hopefully they get to reach their goal and that they get to go. Oh, they're they're closer. Are they? Yeah. Because I think they need eighty thousand dollars. They, yes, they currently have fifty five thousand four hundred and fifteen. Oh wow! Okay, as of the recording of this. Yes. So yeah, okay. it's been in the past six days they've raised that money. So, dear listener, go on there, chip them, chip them in a couple bucks. Whatever you like, yeah. I said, whatever toss you can them, give, toss doesn't them five matter. Five bucks. Yeah. Come on. If we if we all give five bucks, they'll be that much closer, right? So yeah, because they've got to pay for their hotel, the transportation up there, their food. Uh, I think that there might be some kind of like fee that they have to pay to be in the tournament or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So. Wow! Somebody donated five thousand dollars. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Crazy. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So anyway, um. Go, go support UK hockey. That's Yay. what I'll say about that. Okay, so I know that the Super Bowl is well over, <laughs> yes. over for several weeks. 
And, uh, you know, we brought you the story of the sod father. And, sure and, yes. and then we watched as the field turned to garbage. Yes. <laughs> turned to a skating rink. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and everybody watched the Super Bowl and subsequently. Sod. Right. Um, <laughs> 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 so good. I love it. So, subsequently, we all sat there and watched as, you know, the field turned to an ice skating rink, and then everybody started blaming the sod father, right? Like, Twitter was alive with throwing the sod father under the bus, this 94-year-old guy. Well, I guess he has had enough of being blamed. Oh, no. (laughs) For the condition of the field, because the sod father has spoken, y'all. Oh, no. And we got to talk about this because yep. I just, I can't not talk about this because we had, we sang the sod father's praises. We right? did. And then we're, we're kind of, our hope was subsequently crushed yeah. when we watched this. So yeah. the sod father eviscerates, and this is from the New York Post, sod father eviscerates NFL's handling of Super Bowl field didn't do ish. <laughs> yes. So he basically said that he's done with the NFL, which, I mean, dude, you retired in your 94. So, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, I can't take it anymore. Adding that he hasn't been happy with how the NFL responded to field issues at Super Bowl sites in the past. Me and the league are finished. They can't tell me what to do anymore. We're done. (laughs) Wow. Right. Sodfather going rogue. So he actually planting grass on his own terms. Yeah. He says he (laughs) (laughs) He says that the problems could have been avoided. He said that it um that the field was overwatered in the days leading up to the game. Right? Told that he told the, the the New York Post the field was watered the Wednesday morning before the game and rolled into the stadium on the movable tray that housed the grass field for the last time before kickoff four days later. So what he does, Thomas said, referring to Ed Mangan, the NFL field director who was in charge of the Super Bowl 2023 field and worked under Thomas for years. So his protege was the one who was in charge of this field. Oh, no. He waters the hell out of it and puts it right into the stadium, and that's it. Never sees sunlight again. He can't do that. Thomas said that the field should have been watered in the morning and kept outside to dry before it was rolled into the stadium. The natural grass field at State Farm Stadium has rollout grass, which sits on the 40-inch deep tray you know, and goes out of the stadium or whatever. Toma also claimed that Mangan didn't do ish when it came to sit, to sanding the field prior to the game. He sanded it two weeks too late, Toma said. He had only one sanding. He should have had two or three sandings, but he didn't do that. And that was it. And not only that, he didn't take care of it. He wouldn't listen to anybody. The sod father added that the field at State Farm Stadium also had a rotten smell due to a tarp that was laid over the natural ryegrass to protect it from the rehearsals Ooh. for the pregame, halftime, and postgame shows. Oh. Thomas said he was told during Super Bowl week that the field was starting to decay and rot, though he did not blame the ryegrass for the field's slickness. He added that he used ryegrass for 27 Super Bowls. The field conditions at Super Bowl 2023 were less than ideal, obviously. Uh, A number of players complained. Um... There's a lot of uh, slips and falls. Yeah, it's like somebody didn't really get hurt. Yeah. Right? No, for real. Yeah. So basically, yeah, he's being like, "Uh uh-uh, don't even come at me. Yeah. Yeah. 
What me? What me? Was his playing the Shaggy defense? Was his protege? Was his protege? Wow, oh, wait a minute! The Shaggy defense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, throwing his protege right well, under that bus. Straight under the bus. Bud. Yeah. Bud. Right. Bud. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, if anybody would know, I feel like it would be the sod father. Yeah. You know. This feels like it's even more so like King of the Hill. <laughs> Yeah, remember the old man would not take responsibility for anything that happened on the field, even though he did it. That is true. I'm telling you, it's like <laughs> life imitates art. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That's, that's fair enough. But yeah, he uh, he is not happy. I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be either. I mean, it's a it's a big game. It's a serious accusation, too. I mean, to say that, like, you know, one of the biggest sporting events in the country was somehow, you know, compromised due to your, you know, bad choices, especially whenever you've had a, a career that long and so many other Super Bowls under your belt, that, that probably is quite insulting. Yeah. Um, especially if he was, you know, not listened to and was blameless. Well, and also, it, they made such a huge deal out of his retirement now he had done you know all the super bowls going all the way back in the olympics and all of that stuff and then you know the field ends up not being the greatest field and then they just throw him under the bus yeah you know I, yeah there's like his old timer doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> not it's not nfl's like it's not our fault you can't blame us it's it's just 94 it's old man yeah, over there it's the old man <laughs> <laughs> that one right there or is it this one over here i don't maybe that one some old man so oh. i don't know I, I i you know going forward who knows what's going to happen i know you know we talked about a little bit about this uh, a couple of episodes ago about how the nfl does want to use their field turf yeah. the fake grass they de- they really and the players union doesn't want that yeah so mm, it's not as grippy as real grass it is not but apparently <laughs> it's probably also not as expensive and hard to maintain yeah yeah right and yeah. obviously problematic yeah and you don't have to have the sod father on the contract to yeah do that, well it, it doesn't matter because you're not going to have the sod father kick around anymore yeah because so. he's done with you nfl and yeah you're just gonna have to live with that <laughs> in exa- your heart that's exactly right <laughs> can you live with that <laughs> he put that evil on you ricky bobby he did he did he, put that evil on he me. did he did uh, all right so spring smarch is also right around the corner baseball season right yeah. I mean, get off the the football talk even though the x XFL is still going, and I did watch a little bit of it last night. Still haven't watched not one more second of it. Really? Since the first game. Uh, it's it, I, it's I good. It's it. good. It's good. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm enjoying it. I just don't think about it. But long. it is technically baseball season. College baseball yes. has started, right? Yeah. Uh, we got Major League Baseball. Softball. Is in spring, spring training. We got softball. And I wanted to talk a little bit um, about some of these rule changes that Major League Baseball is implementing. Oh, yeah. And there's some people that are actually, like, like getting on board with the, especially the pitch clock. I've seen people are starting to really like the pitch clock. Oh. And the pitch clock has, I think it's going to take a, a minute to get used to, especially for the players and yeah. obviously the pitchers and stuff. But I honestly think it's going to be 
good for the game. And I know there are baseball purists out there. And hey, I totally understand when there are rules changes, it can really affect the integrity of the game, especially if it's something that... Well, it changes it. It does, I mean, right? It, it absolutely does. I mean, rule changes will change the game. Right. And that is just the nature of it. Right. Like, it's going to change it. Because co- yeah, college... It's right there in the name. College football <laughs> is, is looking at, at some rules changes in terms of like clocks uh, running and, and stuff like that after uh, pass interferences and, mm. and that kind of thing. And that's going to change the game. But yeah. like this pitch clock... So pitchers will have 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty and 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitters will need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. Hmm. If a pitcher has not started the motion to deliver a pitch before the expiration of the clock, he will be charged with a ball. If a batter delays entering the box, he will be charged with a strike. And this actually was enforced like one of the first spring training games. Like the batter was out of the box. So the batter was like goofing around, knocking the dirt off his cleats. Or whatever, adjusting his gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And And got charged with a strike. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. But I think it's going to make, I personally think it's going to make the game a little bit better once batters and pitchers get used to it. Yeah. I don't think it's. It'll make it go faster, that's for sure. I think it may go faster. I am interested to see what effect that will have for like players on bases trying to steal. Right. Because that makes it a little bit more predictable if you're. Mm. A player. I didn't think about that. Trying to steal because you know you have have twenty seconds. Yeah. So you can sit there and like run the clock in your head and know how much time you have before they have to pay pay attention and throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So like within like you know at at second eighteen nineteen. You, you could try yeah. to take off if you were fast enough. Yeah, I, that's a good point. That That's a very interesting thing that could open up a different level mm-hmm. of strategy that, you know, some people might yeah. think would compromise the integrity of the sport. I think it actually might add a interesting new layer of excitement to That's it, a good point, mm-hmm. which I did not yeah. think of, but you're, yeah. yeah. Huh. Good job, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. Like that. But that kind of leads into this pickoffs thing because there is a new rule about pickoffs. Yeah. So pickoffs are one version of a disengagement which consists of any time the pitcher makes a pickoff attempt, fakes a pickoff, or simply steps off the rubber for any reason, as well as when the defense requests time. Pitchers are allowed to two disengagements per plate appearance without penalty. So this is the new rule. So you okay. can't just, right? Can't just, just keep, exactly. like, keep yeah, yeah. bugging the guy on first. Yes. The disengagements rule resets if a runner or runners advance a base within the same plate appearance. After a third, so this is how it's going to be enforced. After a third step off, the pitcher will be charged with a balk, which is my favorite, favorite error in baseball. I love the balk. Unless at least one offensive player advances a base or an out is made on the ensuing play after the step off. So you only get two chances for a pickoff per like... Wow, so that's yeah. like, you know, that's also like sort of making them ration their their time. So if they mm-hmm. see the, the runner twitch, they might think twice about whether or not they let them go ahead and attempt to run and pick right. them off that yeah. way, yeah. or whether they try to preempt it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which is more exciting whenever they actually make a break for it and then they try to which pick them I, off. You know, this all these rules are supposed to make the game shorter and more exciting, and more exciting because... Wait, that sounds like it would. Uh, yeah. Well, this one, and this is the last one, there's there's several other rule changes about position players and, and yeah. that kind of thing that I'm not going to get into. I haven't even understood half of the last <laughs> several words you've said. Well, you'll understand this one, Sarah. Bigger bases. Oh, yeah. I got that one, yeah. I, I, I don't like this one hmm. so the new rule is the size of the bases will be increased from 15 to 18 inches they did this in the minor leagues i don't For like the this visually impaired <laughs> like, right is it like putting the big font on your iphone so, like, what is this <laughs> For all the old people out there. So yeah, I can't see the bases. You don't need your readers to watch baseball. You need your readers. <laughs> so they're trying to change this. The increase in the size of the bases should reduce injuries around them while increasing stolen base attempts. That's why they're doing this. All right? okay. So like I said, they did do it in the minors. In AAA, the first season of larger bases didn't create much of a change on its own. But in the lower levels, bigger bases combined with rules about pickoffs saw large increases in steals per nine innings okay. right which is again what you were alluding to with the pickoff thing even combined with the disengagement rules though mlb doesn't believe either change will will lead to teams being unable to control the run game injuries were reduced around the bag after the increase in the size of the bases was instituted in the minors well, now, I'm not a baseball person, so forgive me for not understanding what a pickoff is. Is that just where someone's trying to steal a base trying and the pitcher steal. whips around and tries to throw the yeah. bottom? Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, if them. you're on first base, you see guys getting big leadoffs, mm-hmm. and then the pitcher can kind of turn and throw and try to pick them off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it can go, the, that can go back and forth for a little a bit. Lot. So yeah. you're saying yeah. now they're only allowed to turn around and do that? Twice. 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 Yes. Okay. So yeah. they, they would be in their best interest... To make sure that the runner is has a good run. lead off the base right. before they pick them off, mm. which would also, I think, increase the tension because, like, you see a runner like halfway in between like first and second, mm-hmm. and like the pitcher still hasn't thrown to you know second yet. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's a lot more drama and tension than just like the pitcher turning around every time the the you know, person like wanders off the base right? Yeah. and whips the ball over okay. and they just keep doing that. That's kind of what I thought it was, but I figured I'd better ask before yeah. I made up some rules in my head that weren't real. <laughs> because you know I'm going to watch all these baseball before games. Before you like make up Blurn's ball right. in your head. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't that a real game? So I, 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 I totally get for the baseball purists out there that, that you know, are not super thrilled changes with these changes, right? I totally get that. Again, as somebody coming from the college football world who they're looking at making some significant rules changes in, in maybe this coming season, I don't know. But I also think that on some level, I like the pitch clock and I do like the disengagement. I'm not sure about the bigger bases. Yeah, the bigger bases thing seems weird. Yeah. I'm not sure what it what, uh, but they did say that it, it cuts on an injury. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that maybe it just gives them more space to slide or whatever. And that yeah. is usually where most of the injuries happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about professional baseball, but I do know for like you know high school baseball, that's where most of sure. the injuries happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, that's it's probably a good idea. Yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, like I said, the pitch clock has already affected a couple of spring training games where, uh, like, right off the bat, like, right off the bat, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gate, like, uh, uh, and I don't remember who was playing, but I know I saw the, the headline or, or whatever that said that uh, a, a batter got uh, got a strike because they Very were outside cool. the box. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this year actually getting out to see some, yeah. some college games at least. Yes. Yeah. Good. And you can get beer now. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. At, at what what park is it? Kentucky Proud Park. Oh, okay. Thank you. Kentucky Proud Park. I don't know what the yes. softball field is called, but... Okay. Uh, yeah. UK softball something. field. <laughs> the field. The field. <laughs> the field where the softball is played. <laughs> adjacent to Kentucky Proud Park. The adjacent field. Which Kentucky Proud Park is on the other side of where you, we used to tailgate. It, by the helicopter pad. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. The forbidden helicopter. Yes. The fabled helicopter pad, if you will. <sighs> what a bunch of crap. I'm the one that's really close right. to the hospital, yes. Yeah. Speaking of a bunch of crap, it is now time. <laughs> <laughs> for the GBS news of the weird Dateline Arizona because that's how we talk in Tucson Arizona but it's just Arizona it's not Tucson so but chocolate loving grandmother gets buried in an M&M's themed casket that she designed and kept in her house for years her pulp airs for Oopalumpus. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Esther Stocks Martin Galley, that is her full name, right. built the themed casket alongside her son to commemorate her 30 years as a language arts teacher and the nickname her students gave her to match her initials, M.M. Galley's classroom was filled with M.M.'s themed trinkets from gifts she received from students. Her family honored her obsession and wore M.M.'s attire to her burial. Galley's casket featured a massive blue M&M in the center holding several smaller candies imprinted with the names of her children. Stephen, Douglas, Martin, William, Gary, Martin, Cindy, Elaine, Roundtree, and Thomas, Dan, Martin. M&Ms were her theme. She was a teacher for 30 years and her initials were M&M, so her students gave her M&M's memorabilia until she had an entire room full of it. Family members dressed as M&M's and Galley's former students attended her funeral and recalled she was their biggest supporter. She always believed in me and I got to see her every week for the last several years, James Owen wrote. And in the most merry thing ever, she requested to be buried in a giant (laughs) M&M. Nice. Oh. Should look up a picture of that. That's weird. Yeah, that is Although actually, I'm it, glad she didn't decide to be cremated and get like made into like you know a, a s'more or something. So oh, that's that's good. It's, the the M M&M and casket's probably a better choice. Um, oh. Though still a strange one. Um, so was it was it like a casket with M and M's glued no, on? It's an actual M&M's. Or was no, it? It's, it's, it's a, a giant, giant candy. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a giant candy. So it looks like you know the M M&M and M. Uh, the spokes oh, candies. She looks like a oh. That's that's what it looks like. Oh, that's that's really yeah. strange, but very cool, I'm and and very Willy Wonka esque. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, what a sweet little lady. That's that's a sweet thing, and you know, speaking as a person who who teaches and you know who knows a lot of teachers, uh, yeah. Once once like kids or something glom on to like or like parents hear mm-hmm. about like 
a thing you collect, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of crap. Right, yeah. Of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that she went with it and embraced it and Aww. loved it. And like this was like a bonding thing with mm-hmm. her and her students. And her and kids like, sounded yeah, like too. And her yeah. kids. And like, kid. it was up. like a really sweet identity that, that she had, you know, found for herself. And a nice way to go out. So, yeah, it's a it's a cool story. Well, and again, yeah. she made the cask herself, so a la King of the Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where yes. Hank builds him and yeah. Peggy can their own caskets. Yeah, their own caskets. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Sarah, if you were going to have a themed casket, what would you go with? Mm. That's a good question. Right? If you were going to mm. have a themed casket, what would you go with? Because you can buy, like, I know Kiss sells a casket, and, you know, people have themed caskets all the time. Honestly, would I really think would be pretty sick and metal it would be not not to have a cask but to have an actual coffin okay like oh, like nice. the dracula coffin oh, yeah, that's yeah. like really narrow at the yeah feet, it's got like the, the, shoulders. The, like the red velvet tufting inside yes that would be sick that would like, be really cool that would be cool that's whoever is burying me out there whoever they may be <laughs> and they've got your like hands crossed That's over your wish. chest Nosferatu style so not yes. a casket but a coffin because a there coffin. is a difference yes. between a casket and a coffin that is the difference mm-hmm. a casket is just what you see at the funeral home they have all the like normal like plebes and stuff <laughs> yeah there. whatever like, coffin that's like for your regular corpses yeah. <laughs> coffin is what like for your metal cool corpses are in. Yeah, very metal <laughs> very horror movie specific but yeah i think that would be pretty sick i'm mm. into that yeah coffin yeah, yeah i don't know i i, I... I don't know. I, I'm like, how would I go out? I would like to go out the way I lived, which I mean, I guess, um, you know, just coming out of winter would be like wrapped in as many blankets as you could find. I'm basically just burrito me, and hey, I'm just in a giant cool. soft burrito. That's a thing in some cultures. <laughs> and you just like, you know, floof me down into like a puddle, like a, a, a grave lined with pillows and stuffed animals, and you know those those weird squishmallow things. Mm. That would be very cozy. Super cozy way to go. I think yeah. I, I glom on to so many things in terms of fandom and stuff like that that I'm just not sure that like I my my casket pick would, one thing. It couldn't pick one thing. You like could it, get the big it, casket from what we do in the shadows and Andor's. It's like fur lined. <laughs> yeah, mine's yeah. more of a Laszlo. Yeah, type, yours is more of a Laszlo Nadja yeah. type. Yeah. yeah, it could be a giant football and they could like punch oh, you yeah. into the grave. I like that. Would that. Be cute. I like that. Yeah, I do like yeah, that. Yeah, and then your tombstone could be like the golf. <laughs> oh, and everyone goes yay! And then when we come to visit it's your gravesite, we just kick a little football through or do a little paper football or I like that and it will have like a, a, a digital scoreboard mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your birth and your death <laughs> ah, see there you go there you go exactly or it could be yeah. X-Files theme of some sort maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's like a little spaceship like a yeah a little spaceship <laughs> I like the, I like the home and away with the, the home the, and away. So home, home, home would be birthday, yes. away is death day. Exactly. One, uh, okay, well we've got it. We've yeah. got it. Yeah, so we'll nice. your funeral for you. Thank yeah. you. We're I appreciate we're, that. We're here to help. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, uh, uh, I really like that. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And and that is exactly where I was going with that, Sarah. So 
Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> to play in the funeral? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> the football, the scoreboard oh, thing yeah, with yeah. the home and away and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the birth and the death date yeah. and all that stuff. But, yeah, hilarious. And, like, so, like, the month and the, the and all that could be, like, the down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Distance. And, yes. <laughs> How many timeouts I have left. Zero. Zero timeouts <laughs> left. <has> come. <laughs> If somebody steals this idea and I see it on a news yeah. of the weird, I'm going to be really Instead pissed. of throwing flowers, everyone just throws yellow flags. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, t- coins for the toy Oh, box. yeah. I was actually going to say a red flag because I would like to challenge this, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know if she's really dead. I want to ch- bring her back. Challenge, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but this was a really nice story. And, you know, it, it's, it's weird and unusual. It's always uh, unusual when people, especially if you build your own, own yeah. coffin. Or yeah. What, and then have it in your house. I don't know. Some people think that's morbid, I guess, to, ha- to have something like that in your house because it, I guess it, you get to see your own mortality every day or something I like guess. that. But Some uh, say it's morbid. I say good planner because <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen eventually. Right? You might not be, be able to count on that eventually vacation next summer mm. but you can count on that you're going to need that coffin eventually and the funeral industry is quite expensive so the more you can do at home you know the, the more you the can more diy money, yeah, save that money you know yeah macrame yourself a nice coffin <laughs> macrame oh, last thing the, whoever is giving your eulogy just wears like the headphones like they're looking into the challenge um video thing oh yeah yeah, now i want to change i want to change my casket idea to yes i want to have a crafted casket so it's like made of popsicle sticks and macaroni i like it and glitter yes Yes. lots of glitter glitter. so much glitter so much glitter that you will have glitter everywhere you're not even sure if everyone's crying because i'm dead or if they just have glitter in their eyes (laughs) i like it Yes, it's just gonna be sharp. I think, I think people would look at that and be like, "Yep, that was Lauren." Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that is gonna do it for this week's GBS News of the Weird. Okay, we got a few fun topics on take or leave it this week. Starbucks is launching olive oil infused coffee in Italy. Plans U.S. release this spring. The new Oletto line is the brainchild of CEO Howard Schultz, who is stepping down in April. Schultz teased the release on the company's earnings call in early February, calling it alchemy and a game changer. So basically, yeah, they're going to put oil, olive oil in your coffee. Ew. Yeah. That- the idea was born from a trip that outgoing CEO Howard Short Schultz took to Italy this summer where he witnessed Sicilians drinking olive oil as a daily ritual, which, yeah, you know, that's a part yeah, of a Mediterranean thing. diet, right? Mm-hmm. And really good olive oil is a it's game. Tasty. It's a game changer. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. It really is. Don't find that very easily accessible here in the States, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some olive oil um, yeah, shops here. Yeah, there's some olive oil shops yeah. here. And, but I mean, you know, your standard run-of-the-mill grocery store olive oil is yeah, not right. the kind that's, that you'd want to just be drinking. No, that's no. I, I cook with that, but right. you know, yeah. So uh, he too began drinking olive oil alongside his daily coffee and decided that Starbucks should try to mix the two together. He teased the release on the company's call, which I said. So, yeah, I don't know. He just decided to mix olive oil and coffee after going mm. to Sicily. And now you're going to pay $10 a cup for it. <laughs> yes, you're going to pay $10 a cup for it. And then you will need to take advantage of their restrooms, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, 
you know, mass marketed coffee is is rough on the guts anyway, usually, and I don't see that this olive oil being uh, any better uh, than that. And yeah, I don't really like oily beverages, really. So I'm gonna leave this. Sarah, you drink your coffee drinker. Yeah, you like a latte. I do. I drink them from Starbucks on occasion. Make them at my home. Have yet to put olive oil in them, but I guess it would be the same thing as uh, uh, our boy Will Levis putting mayo in the coffee. I mean, some people put butter, co- coconut yeah. oil. I've done that. I've Does done some, the bullet coffee yeah, with bullet coconut, coffee. coconut oil. I'm not sure it's for me, but you know, to each their own, I guess. Like, yeah, it won't be. I won't be paying ten dollars for it. No, someone be buying it, but. It'd be interesting. I don't know. Like, my coffee needs to be a little sweet. I don't know that I need it to be, um, have like a oily, nutty, like a sheen of oil on an top. Oily, nutty kind of like mm. flavor that you would get from like an actual, like really good, good olive oil. oil. Yeah. Which I bet they're not going to use. God, no. They're probably going to go to the store and get the cheapest one they have. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I only drink Starbucks in a pinch because I just, I, I, I bring my own coffee to work yeah. in pod form or whatever and uh if i absolutely have to go to the starbucks on campus i will i think their coffee taste has a burnt flavor that it i don't does. care for yeah because I, um, I just get straight like a like a breakfast blend or a pike place roast See, or whatever if i get starbucks coffee it has to have like a lot of crap in it to mm. cover yeah. up the taste of the actual coffee i mean i'll get their cold brew or whatever but and if I get like an iced coffee, it's got to have like a bunch of sugar, sugar in it. Yeah, sugar, I'm sugar-free vanilla. I'm leaving this. This is a gimmick just to get people to pay exorbitant amount of money for not great coffee. Yeah, <laughs> so Agreed. just go to the. Uh, yeah. If you want to do this, just go get you some nice coffee from the store, yeah. and then go if you're to here in Lexington. Nate's coffee right? is delicious. Go to the olive yeah. oil store, get you a nice bottle of olive oil, and then combine the two. Mm-hmm. That's yep. you know, yeah. I'm leaving this. All right, so Cocaine Bear is out in theaters. Apparently, he's doing very well. Has uh-huh. made has made a pretty good amount of money, and mm-hmm. people seem to really are enjoying its premise a lot. Nice. So, not to be outdone, uh, Asylum Productions, who brought you Sharknado, and uh, oh. shout out to our boy Gary Morgenstein, oh, who Gary. is yeah, who who made Sharknado happen and is absolutely just tearing it up up there in new york in the um in the theater scene like he has had a bunch of plays uh on stage and he's winning awards and he's really like he's doing very well yeah uh, in in the theater up there in new york but he did bring you Sharknado, <laughs> and now, and he's he's not affiliated with that anymore. No, so, but I just was... wanted to give him a shout out. Yeah. So he is not affiliated with this particular production that is upcoming. So Asylum Productions said, "Hey, Cocaine Bear, hold my beer, because we are now going to bring you Meth Gator." <laughs> Meth Gator <laughs> coming coming soon. Attack of the Meth Gator. So Sarah, are you taking or leaving? Attack of the Meth Gator. Well. I'm going to leave it. It sounds very much like a movie set in Florida. It is. Apparently, the premise is... So many this reasons dude, why. This dude gets busted by the cops. He flushes all of his meth down the toilet, and then the gator eats it. That's the whole premise. And then, yes. I guess, goes on, you know, a meth rampage. <laughs> well, I was going to say at first, at least Cocaine Bear is loosely based on a real story, but I bet this might also be loosely based on a real I story. Mean, we just Florida. Don't know this it. has happened at some point. Yeah. So, I don't know what people be flushing down their toilets in florida i mean and i'm sure there's oh 
<laughs> kinds of gators roaming around those sewers. So I could see it. I mean, I'm not going to see it, but you know, it's it's fine. It's not for me, so I'm gonna leave it. Lauren. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been there, done that. Cocaine Bear uh, is is you know a Kentucky celebrity. And uh, he is, you know, on display here in Lexington at the Kentucky Fun Mall, Kentucky for Kentucky's store. And uh, his his tale is based on a true story. And uh, yeah, he's got he's got some chops to him. He's got some credibility. And I feel like this meth gator lacks credibility, lacks integrity. Um, if there is. Uh, integrity to be had with uh, wild animals on drugs. Um, so yeah, I'm leaving it. It just sounds like a ridiculous piggyback on a ridiculous premise. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving this too because it's going to be just a garbage, probably sci-fi. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the graphics are going to be terrible. I mean, it can't be any worse than Velocipaster, <laughs> which two of my friends independently told me I had to watch because it was a masterpiece and it was something. Uh, there was very much a piece of something yes, <laughs> maybe there, not a master it was very much a scene that they <laughs> said was taking place in china i'm fairly positive it was taking place in the backyard of someone's large property <laughs> it was not china spoiler <laughs> alert it looked like my backyard in my childhood so uh yeah don't check that one out well i would also yeah i'm afraid this this is going to spawn a uh, a genre of horror movies about animals on various drugs like what are we going to get bath salts baboon um <laughs> yeah you know, I, I don't know where, where else a, a, lsd See, lion salvia squirrel or whatever yeah <laughs> heroin hyenas yeah heroin hyenas <laughs> although wouldn't they just go to sleep yeah there's they're sleepy hyenas <laughs> <just> be sleepy <laughs> oh that's so cute look at that little Aww. hyena sleeping it's high on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, what what other animals can we put on drugs and make go on a rampage here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the whole zoo high. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that could be interesting. How high part three or whatever. Like, so here, here, here's the premise is like the, the drug dealers are hiding in the zoo or, you know, or whatever. People who have drugs are hiding in the zoo and they're being pursued by the cops. So they like dump the drugs, various and drugs. Each, like, yes. And animals. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See all like the little like snakes and stuff getting all squiggly. Yeah. And then they play the Welcome pandas. to the Jungle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope this doesn't spawn more of these movies, but Meth Gator is coming. Meth Gator. Probably to a television screen near you. Not to a mind. streaming service near you. Right. Yeah, to right. Amazon Prime near you. <laughs> okay, so this next uh, topic does have to do with the beer, with the donuts. Oh, right? yes, yes, yes. Oh, nice. uh, I will say I kind of stole this from Hungry in Kentucky. But, you know, whatever. Weird. I'm always, always looking for content, so there you go. Uh, McDonald's and Krispy Kreme have paired up. So now you can buy Krispy Kreme donuts at McDonald's. Oh. Certain McDonald's. Yeah, certain McDonald's. Mm. In the Louisville and Lexington area. Yes. Mm. What do you think about this? Um, I think I doubly don't need this. A Krispy Kreme donuts are like my least favorite donuts of all the donuts. Even the fast food donuts. Like, if you were to put a Krispy Kreme next to a Dunkin' Donuts, which often actually happens. Um, I'll go to a Dunkin' Donuts before I'm going to go to a Krispy Kreme. I just don't like their donuts very much. I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah, their coffee's good, and their donuts are for, like, you know, a cheap, quick donut. They're they're serviceable. Um, <laughs> but 
you know, there's really good donut places here in Lexington. We have a wealth of donuts yes. here in our our fine city. There's sure your do. Spaldings, your Donut Days, your Dough Daddies. I mean, we got a lot of donuts. So I don't feel the need to be eating any Krispy Kremes from McDonald's. Um, and I don't really like McDonald's coffee very much. I know some people really swear by it and are really excited about for their, their fast coffee needs, their, their McDonald's. But... I don't really care for it that much, and I don't really care for Krispy Kreme, so this is a double pass for me. I mean, I enjoy Krispy Kreme, but I'm not, I don't envision myself driving right up to the McDonald's drive through and requesting one or six of them when I could just go to the store and get them, first of all. And second of all, feeling real froggy and real sugary, I will drive all the way across town to the Krispy Kreme store. Only when the light's on, though. Yeah, yeah, if you if, don't want those stale ones. Yeah. Fresh ones only. Fresh ones only. Yeah, I'm leaving this. If I'm going to McDonald's, I'm either getting some kind of flat cheeseburger yeah. or, you know I'm getting breakfast or I'm getting nugs. Yeah, McMuffin or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just when I go to McDonald's I don't ever think sweets. I guess because the McFlurry machine's always broken, so yeah. you can't get one of those. Yeah. Uh, I do like an apple pie. Oh, yeah, those are um, good. But haven't had one in ages because I haven't been to McDonald's in ages. Uh, and it's not like my first fast food choice. Yeah. So, you know. Same. Uh, I'm always, uh, yeah, if I want a donut, I'm just going to go get a donut. Sure. Uh, and Krispy Kreme is, would not be my first choice. Yeah, there's there's a... Um, I mean, obviously local would be first. Oh, for but, sure. you know, you're like... There's so many good donut places here. And they're all, most of the donut places that are good and that are local, I feel like are closer to my house than Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Parlor Donuts is. Oh, yeah, and Parlor Donuts. They're great, too. There's a bunch near me, too, that I would go to before. But if I was, like, on a road trip and I was hungry and the only thing nearby is the Krispy Kreme, then, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, and the thing that is. Someone brings them to work. Yeah, I'm going to eat You can get Krispy Kremes in gas stations. Like, they sell them in gas yeah. stations. They're so everywhere. Why, go, why, why would I make an extra trip to McDonald's? Like, if I was on a road trip. Yeah. And I'd go in the gas station and be like, I'm, oh, donut. Or yeah. I'm just going to go to a Krispy Kreme. Yeah, like, right. They got breakfast stuff there, too. Yeah. yeah. And coffee. They're at rest stops as well. <laughs> yeah. They're literally anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the, the point of this, so I'm leaving it. Yeah. All right, so if you didn't like the donut thing, maybe you'll like this, because this is a nostalgia item. Food item. Nostalgia food item. Mm, it's coming back. Blast from the food past. Yes. Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC, y'all. It's bringing back the double down sandwich. Oh, wow. Ew. That again. Two pieces of chicken with cheese and bacon. Mm. <laughs> no bread. Double down, baby. I mean, I never tried it in the first time, but um, I know that I have a friend who was obsessed with it for some reason. Really? Yeah, they would not eat it now, but they were obsessed with it when we were in college for some weird reason. But I've never had one, and I don't intend on having one. And I like KFC. I'm a, I'm a stand for KFC, but I'm not eating the Double Down. Sorry. I'll eat the Famous Bowl all day long. I'm not eating a Double Down. That's oh. too much. All right. Yeah. Uh, again... KFC, not my fast food chicken of choice. There's there's better fast food chicken, in my opinion, which is a sacrilege because, you know, I live in Kentucky and uh, I love that, you know, it's all over the world and that it, it brings the, the word Kentucky to the, the international lips and that folks know Kentucky for our uh, subpar chicken. 
Um, but it's just, ah, I don't really like it that much. And like giving me more of it and like a greasy paper wrapper with some orange cheese squishing out the side is not going to make it more appealing to me. So I am leaving it. Yeah. When it first appeared on the fast food scene, I was like, this does not sound appealing to me. And now it's reappearance yeah. still does not sound appealing There's to no me. There's no bread to sop up all that right? grease yeah. coming out of that sucker. I, I'm leaving it. I only want one chicken patty. That's I mean, what I want. If it wasn't fried chicken, it'd be low carb. It'd be no carbs. Oh, there you it's go. Yeah. I think the breading probably ups the carbs yeah. a thousand percent on that. It absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I'm leaving it. But, hey, if for those people who are excited that it's coming back, good on you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably make one cheaper at home. Probably. <laughs> That's what I will say about that. Probably tastier, too. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's Take It or Leave It. So, Sarah, what did you think of your... Space Pixels yes. smoothie-style sour ale with cherry, mango, and pineapple? Yes. <laughs> from Stargazer Brewing Company? Yes. This one? Uh-huh. That one in your hand. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's as advertised. So definitely a smoothie-sour for sure. Um, get a lot of mango. Get quite a bit of cherry. Pineapple gets a little bit lost, but it's in there. Um, yeah, I like it. It's quite sour, though. Not sure... Even though it's the smoothie style, it's still you still get a lot of sour, so yeah. it doesn't cut into it that much. Okay. Not sure it was one that you guys would be into, but I really like but it. You it's really, very fruity. You really dug it. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's one I picked out for you, isn't it? It is. Yes. We it went is. to the beer trap yesterday and picked out beer. Yeah. And I said, look, Sarah, this is right in your wheelhouse. And apparently it was. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Sure was. You knew. You knew. I knew. Well, the Taft's Brewing Company Nellie's Orange Creamsicle Ale was one that I knew was going to be pretty good and probably something that I would enjoy. 4.8%. Not a lot of writing on the can, but a lot of flavor inside this can. Um, Had that wonderful, clean, bright, sunny orange taste. A little bit of sweetness from the ale. This is not a beer that actually has lactose in it, from what I can tell and read on the can. I would assume that they would say if they had lactose in it. Um, but it doesn't taste like it. Um, all the kind of creaminess actually comes from the ale itself, I would gather, and from a little vanilla probably added into it. Um, so it wasn't super sickly sweet, which it totally could err on that side. Um, but I feel like Tasper and Company, they often make like sweet kind of... Um, summery ice creamy beers but they don't do them super sweet they kind of um, try to keep it on a little bit of the lighter side usually when they try to do these kind of ice creamy beers and they definitely did that with this one Um, thought it was super drinkable and refreshing definitely something that cleansed the palate of my uh, many fast food sins this weekend (laughs) (laughs) and that's what you want in a beer it is so what y'all think of evil twins imperial donut break I liked it. Um, I don't know if I got a lot of the almond, though. If it did, it's very subtle, but definitely coffee. I feel like I get the sweetness from the donuts a lot Mm -hmm. and the vanilla. And the vanilla. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah, I got that sweetness from the the vanilla and kind of like a weird bready flavor, which I'm guessing is the donut kind of coming through. Probably. And I could... I could see whatever you said, almond, and if I think almond when I drink it, I can tell that there's like kind of that like, not like a marzipan almond, but kind of like a bitter almond. Or maybe like an almond extract. Almond extract kind of taste on the back end of it. Yes. Um, But it's not super obvious, which I think is 
probably good because the beer yeah. is quite strong mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. It's the it's really heavy on the imperial side. It's yeah. not boozy, but it's definitely like a nice strong stand up kind of beer with mm-hmm. a big Thick. with a big strong flavor to it. Yeah, that coffee really comes through and wallops you right in the face. Yep. Um. So like with such a bold flavor, I think that if it was also like sweet and donutty and like almond marzipani, it would be kind of disgusting. Yeah. So I think that they probably made a smart choice there on backing off on those other flavor notes and just sticking with the nice imperial style and that coffee with a little bit of bready donut. Yeah. I. I liked it. Um, I did. I, I, I agree with your assessment, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of coffee. I got a lot of vanilla. Some sweetness, mm-hmm. probably from the donut. No almonds whatsoever. Um, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good, too. Thinking about, like Lauren said, thinking about the olive, or, olives. I'm still thinking about <laughs> olive oil from earlier. Thinking about the almonds um, makes me kind of taste them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. If you think almonds, you taste almonds. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't, yeah. you don't. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. And, you know, it's a porter, so it's only like five. Yeah, it's five. Oh, no. No, it was 11. Oh, it is 11.5%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if that is only 5%, boy, they it's got a lot of that five. <laughs> because it's imperial. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, for for 11.5%, wow. Not boozy. No, really, it wasn't. Really no. good. I but, mean, you definitely can taste that it's an imperial. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But still light. No, still yeah, it's light. very drinkable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the Endless Depths from Abomination Brewing, the Goza Style Ale with Starfruit, Tangerine, Blackberry, and Black Lava Sea Salt. Don't know about Starfruit. Um, definitely was Goza. Definitely was sour. Definitely got the sea salt. Tasted like grapefruit, like the first few drinks or whatever. Yeah. And then just kind of got sour and salty. Oh, nice. Yeah. Salty and sour. Sour and salty. Sounds like my nickname. <laughs> salty it's and your biography. sour. biography. <laughs> salty and sour. So, Sarah story. Yeah, Sarah, I think you would like this one. Okay. Definitely. But if, yeah, if you like salty and sour... Nice. Definitely a beer for you. It wasn't terrible, but man, I just I can't drink those sours quick. I gotta I gotta sip them. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, not me. Yep, I gotta sip. Chug, em. chug, chug. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Sarah chugs the last of her uh, pick pick space beer there. Space uh, beer, <laughs> space beer, beers in space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did record an episode of Hungering Kentucky. Yes. Is out there. Episode 99. So that means next week is episode 100. Yes, it is. If there's ever a time to subscribe, the time is nigh, (laughs) I guess. Do it now. Do it now. Get in on that 100 episode extravaganza because we definitely have something planned for sure in the definite. Absolutely. Definitely They're giving very it. confident nods, mm-hmm. listener. Very confident over here. Yes. Sarah has a plan. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> um, yes. Sure. Um, but anyway, if you want to hear episode 99 and all the others before it, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HungryKY. You can email us HungryKYGmail.com. And you can listen to our show wherever it is that you find your podcasts. Yes, yes. Do it. Do it today. And uh, yeah, if you want to... I don't know, our nonsense out there on the internet. You can uh, find that on Twitter at GRLS Beer Sports. We are on Facebook or on Instagram. We are on the Fired Up Network on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on Amazon. We're on iHeartRadio. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. And we will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.